This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Well, Kirk's a good, you know, a veteran guy that has had a lot of success in the league, and so we expect him. I'm sorry. I need to. No, let's let's stay. Let's keep rolling on this. But I'm. I need. I need to replay the first five (laughs) seconds of the soundbite. What did? What was he going to say? What was he going to say? And then he basically. Kirk's a. uh, Kirk's a. I think that might. Well, Kirk's here. Hold on. Well, Kirk's a good, you know, a veteran guy that has had a lot of success (laughs) in the league, and so. That's what you would say about, you know. Well, uh, well, she was a good person in my life. Yeah, I, she uh, she existed we, in my life we had, uh, for a minute there. Some good times, <laughs> some bad. All right, here's the full bite. Well, Kirk's a good, you know, a veteran guy that has had a lot of success in the league, and so we expect him to come back and play better this week. Uh, but we expect everybody to come back and play better. You know, we there was times in the in the game where, you know, we get a. Uh, 11 yard run and we get called for holding. We um, dropped a lot of balls, which you wouldn't expect from from our uh, the receivers that we have. Um, so there was there was a combination of things that kept us from moving the football. Oh my God, it's hilarious! <laughs> um, all we can do is laugh at this 0-2 start and uh, this this debacle so far. And you know what? We're going to take another stab at this thing to start the show here in a minute because we, in fairness, picked the Vikings records and picked the schedule before we even found out that Neil Hunter was going on injured reserve. And think about how many things have happened in the last week and a half since that. So we're going to repick the Vikings schedule. Our friend Jay Williams from ESPN will join us. Rumor has it we're going to get a dud stable from our guy Randy in Cottage Grove. And I saw him tweet that he has he has fired someone in his mind already. So apparently Randy and Kajgo is going to fire somebody. Okay. But uh, let's talk about Federated here. Federated Mutual Insurance Company has been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years. 1904, based in Owatonna. And uh, they're also on Twitter. If you want to find uh, great little snippets and tweets about uh, all aspects of business protection, including disability, income insurance, business, succession planning, you name it. They're floating tweets at Federated INS. So go ahead and give them a follow on Twitter. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. They kind of know me pretty well. They know that uh, I'm going to be emotional, and uh, 
there's still a lot of a lot of football left to be played, uh, but we got to get better faster. Uh, the second the second quarter has not been good to us these last two weeks, but. Um, get back on track this week that's one way to look at how it. hard is he trying to remain as calm as possible in the absolute chaos of a storm that is destined to sink the ship he's like he reminds me of Tom Hanks's character Jimmy Dugan in <laughs> a league of their own yeah where Evelyn keeps missing the cutoff man throughout the whole movie and he's just like trying not to freak out at her during that big like the whatever the World Series game Evelyn but, like, the second quarter, <laughs> I mean, like, when you've watched these first two Vikings games, have you guys thought to yourself, boy, rough second quarter. If they could just get that cleaned up, they'd be in great shape. I think the point differential in the second quarter is the worst, and that's why. But, yeah, there is uh, there is nothing about th- these games that internally wouldn't make Zimmer panic completely. Uh, yeah, and I think Nothing. all of us are sitting here panicking right now. Oh, I'm not panicked. And speaking of, by <laughs> the way... Per- I'm perfectly calm. This is working out perfectly, Phil. Well, I and by the way, I am in a calm place, too, because I've just come... I, I've always been on the edge with Kirk Cousins, but these first two games, you know, whatever percentage of the pie chart of blame you want to give to Kirk Cousins, it's just very clear and present to me at this point that you should be entering an historic quarterback draft in 2021 mm-hmm. with as many chips on the table as you can. And and Period. plus and plus this. This is now two games in, a glorious opportunity for growth. <laughs> Jeff Gladney, Dantzler. Oh, by the way, Sunday, Cleveland starting. He's either going to start at left guard or left tackle. So Ezra just, Cleveland You're is saying start- that that's the Judd plan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, oh, yeah. No, my plan my my but plan. breaking news there for no, you. My plan is everybody's playing now. Everybody's playing. This is the this is a glorious opportunity. Don't look at this as defeat. Look I, at this as experience. I will say the the one thing that they do have to guard against though and Ezra Cleveland might be exhibit A here. I mean, you have to play some rookies cuz like, especially in the secondary like yeah, you, you, have, no you have to play some rookies. You just don't have a roster. But you do have to also guard against ruining a guy's career and mentality. Like, I would be a little worried that if things don't get back on the track to some extent, that you're going to take some talented young guys, throw them into the fire too early and too long, and they're going to be ruined. I've given that a lot of thought because I agree completely on a team that would be somewhat competitive. But I think if you call – see, here's, here's the splitting of the hairs that's so important here. It's fun to call it tanking. But it's the wrong word. Like tanking implies everybody's in. Oh yeah, let's yeah. lose on that. Yeah, doesn't the, the players are especially the players, the players and coaches gonna... don't and coaches don't. Mm-hmm. It's not tanking. It's experience necessary to win. It's massage. And so and so where where I agree with you is I don't want to ruin Jeff Gladney in year one because I basically burn through his confidence. But if I tell him Jeff, you're going to get beat a lot. And it's going to be tough. And you know what? Eventually, you're going to be damn good. And every time you get beat, I want you to learn from that. I will never yell. I will never get mad. But the experience that you and do and listen, if Kirk gets mad and says, "How could you allow that play, Jeff?" You just say, "Coach said it's okay. It's not tanking. It's experience where necessary." So I like so we this. need to, but but we need to. I I think for us. The word tank is great because it's just a fun word. Tank for Trevor just works. It fits with two of the top three quarterbacks in the draft. Exactly right. right. Mm -hmm. But I fail for Fields would be the other one. Okay, and those words those words are fine. But the reality is, 
no one's act- actively going to participate in not trying to win, but what they will actively participate in experience that will pay off. This reminds me, uh, I've told you guys before. So I, when I was in like early high school, me and some other uh, baseball playing friends took lessons from Dave Winfield's brother, Steve. And now Steve at one point was a highly regarded athlete and obviously didn't pan out to the level that Dave did. But, but Steve Winfield, and by the way, uh, those lessons were money flushed down the toilet based on my, where my high school baseball <laughs> batting average went the next couple of years. But uh, but Steve would uh, would constantly reference Dave in some of his examples. Like, you know, my brother would always say this or do this. And the one like I love the reframing that you've done here, the reframing from tanking to no, this is gr- this is gro- this is a period of growth here. Growth for the Vikings, oppor- right? opportunity. Yes. And what he would say is Dave wouldn't call when you're going through a rough stretch during the season. He wouldn't call it a slump. A slump is too negative. A slump implies, like, meh, right? Right. He would call it a period of statistical adjustment. Love it. The Vikings are going through a period of franchise and roster adjustment here, okay? That's all this is. Yes. Yes. That's all this is. And and the important thing to keep in mind is, at its core, this roster is not terrible. Um, I think... They've got some good young components to develop. I think parts of the roster are pretty terrible. They are, they've they, got, but they've got some good. They've got some good but, borderline elite players that are still in their prime, but if which I, is good. But if I gave you the roster right now, you wouldn't cut everybody. That is true, or in, even close. In fact, if you just measured rosters in the NFL based on peak top level talent, the Vikings aren't number one by any means. But the Vikings are like top half of the league. When you, if you right, Adam Thielen's one of the best wide receivers. Dalvin Cook's one of the best running backs. Daniel Hunter, Unique Ngakwe, Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, like. They've got some dudes on this team, but they've got so many other guys that are either completely inexperienced or they're just back. Like they're they're the two guys playing in the middle of their defensive line are just straight up backups. Yes, exactly. So like those guys would not be starting on playoff teams. Mm-hmm. And but the corners might ultimately be absolutely fine. Yep. And and but and, but never was that expected even in a normal year in 2020. So some of this is parsing apart Ooh, what's something. a normal transition year. You know what we all talked about. This is not going to be. This is not going to be a Super Bowl team, but they might still make the playoffs. Like, how much of this is this is a team in transition versus no? Actually, this is a team that might need a coaching shakeup more than we thought, et cetera. Well, sure. some people were calling for a coaching change, but um, let's do this here because we didn't give ourselves a real fair shot. That's what I'm saying, anyways. <laughs> when we made our record predictions before we knew about Daniel Hunter landing on the injured reserve list, Anthony Barr is out now for the entire season um, after his injury, torn pectoral muscle on Sunday. So, Dax, why don't we fire up some appropriate music here? All right. Football. I've got the schedule. We're going to go game by game again. We're going to do this again. Let's try picking the schedule one more time. I think initially Declan and I had them. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Declan had them with like 12 wins. Yeah, I think initially was 12 and 4. The second time, 11 and 5. And then a home run prediction, 14 and 2. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm all you know over what? the board here. Declan, you're young. Just like Jeff Gladden, you will learn. Okay. We're actually going to give Declan fourteen and two as the one that he's on the record. Thank right, you. It's hilarious. Thank you. I had him eleven and five. Judd had him nine and seven. Appreciate it. So, uh, <laughs> and even I look ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. So we all have him zero and two to start right, with. I'm prepared here. to keep track of my predictions too. Okay. Zero right. and two to start with. Unless anyone disagrees, Can we all agree they're zero and two to start. Yes. <laughs> After watching. Are you sure games? Sunday happened? Yes. Uh, all right. Home against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. I'll start. That's a loss. They're you guys, lose. let's keep track of our own records yep. and at the end. Yep. We'll do. Thank you. Yeah, that'll yeah. make life producer. Tennessee Titans. On That's s- a loss for me. You know what? I'm going to say they rebound and win oh, that wow. game. I, 
I'm going to say that they come back. Here, here's the thing. Here's why. Kirk Cousins is always just good enough. Like in the face of pressure, when the pressure is actually off, he thrives. So I'm going to say that Cousins has a huge game, and and it's actually sort of too late now in a yeah. lot of ways. But that Giants game, right, last year, Kirk Cousins is playing terrible. Oh, he has a great game. So I'm going to say that they, not by a lot, I'm going to say they actually win that game. It's funny because some people might say, well, they're 0-2. Like, if they don't win, the season is really over, and so there's more pressure. But I agree. There's something about starting 0-2 that just frees you up yes. to go and, and, and he, throw the ball around. And he is, and and. If you can take any pressure off of Kirk, he absolutely ordinarily thrives. And I, so yeah, so I actually think it's a win too. Another another rule of thumb in the NFL too is whenever everyone is going in one direction, chances are the pendulum's going to swing the other way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's why when you see point spreads that are like you know Jaguars are seventeen point underdogs against the Patriots, like usually you'll you'll take those points because people are going too far in the direction of blood. So I actually think the Vikings. Everything to me screams. This should be a bounce back if there's any fight and any talent on this team. They win this game at home. So I got them one and two here. Uh, all right. At Houston, first weekend in October. <laughs> the loss. Um, Bill O'Brien's a buffoon. He, it's going to be the coaching oh, that him. is the sole reason the Vikings win this game. Zimmer might be able to out-scheme idiot Bill O'Brien. But also, Deshaun Watson's really good. We will get to our buffoon coach of the week too, later on in this episode. I, I think it's unanimous, but I can't wait. I think it's very clear, crystal um, clear. But I'm going 0-4. They're 0-4 to see. <laughs> All right, Judd? If this game was um, at U.S. Bank Stadium, I might give the Vikings a chance. I, I Look, the Texans aren't great, and Dex is right. Bill O'Brien's a buffoon, but Deshaun Watson's going to beat you. He's just going to find a way to beat you, and your defense does pretty much looks like it stinks. So I'm going lost for the Vikings. You guys are going to be surprised here. I think I think the Vikings have a little resurgence in the month of October here. I think the Vikings have a little little juice. Also worth noting two things about the Texans. Well, number one, they've played the most impossible schedule ever, ever to start the season. They've yeah. played the Chiefs and the Ravens, probably the two best teams in the NFL. Yes. But I feel like they've gotten handled pretty well in both those games. And Deshaun Watson's kind of the one redeeming thing. And I don't know if he's enough. If it was Deshaun but- Watson and like another star receiver like they used to have. But how about Deshaun Watson against this defense? I just I, I think he'll find a way to beat him. So I'm actually going to say they win this game. So you got them two and two. At Seattle, and we got Jay Williams in like nine minutes, so I'll go faster here. At, at Seattle, <laughs> loss, loss, loss. Yes, Anybody want to speak up? Let's all go loss. We are 0-5 okay. yep. in Declan's world. Jeez. Okay, if they go 0-5... Does someone lose a job? Like what if they start 0 5? Oh. Is Mike Zimmer still the coach going into week six? Yes. Probably is. They're not I'm telling you, they're not going to fire a, a guy w- with what they are losing revenue wise because of the pandemic yeah. in the middle of this year. They're just not going to do it because they're gonna eventually have to if they do, you can't go out and, and hire a crappy coach. Yeah. Which would be expensive again. They are not gonna double up the pay of coaches. I just don't see it happening. Not this year. Home against Atlanta in week win. six. That's a win. That's a win. That is your first Thank win. You, finally. Wow. Big time. First win. Good good vibes going into the bye week in week seven and then a road game against Green Bay, week eight. I'll go loss. It's probably gonna be a loss. I would love for it to be a win, but it's a loss. The way Green Bay looks great. Their yeah. offense so far through two weeks. Now I get that they've you played know who looks a really Swiss good? cheese defense or two. You know who looks really good? Jones. The future Vikings quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. He does. One way or the other, the yeah, Vikings are either going to get Trevor Lawrence or Aaron Rodgers in the next two or three years because I, of this. So I don't hate Embrace it. the suck. All right. Home against Detroit week nine. 
That's a win. Yeah, it is. That's a win. It is. Yeah. That's Maddie a win. ain't beating him. No. I don't know that it's a guaranteed win, but it's not. But I think it's we'll a win. See. At Chicago, Monday night football. Little primetime action that they can't flex out of in week 10. That's a loss now. I'm going to go win. I'm wow. going to go win. I'm going to go say, Chicago, say they're going to get Chicago's a rare win. Chicago's 2-0, man. They're 2-0. Mitchell has somewhat looked somewhat okay. But with no fans at Chicago, I think actually it's not as a house of horrors. I think they win. They go to 3-6. and six. Could there be fans by then in Chicago? Maybe. There might be a few. Yeah, Rami will be there. Not enough to make a huge difference. Oh, Rami. Yeah. Poor it's Rami. a loss. It's a loss for me, dog. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's no way this Vikings team goes into like the good good Vikings teams can't win in Chicago. All right, home against Dallas. Three straight home games coming in here. It's a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. It's a loss. It's a loss. Dallas looks pretty rickety. They had to come back from yeah. down twenty, but Dallas, yeah, they don't look great. You're right. There's a lot of firepower there. It's early though there too. Yeah, they're they're trying to get. And some they new might be good. Here. And they might be good. Home against Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. Oh, that's pretty terrible. That's so a win hard. for the Vikings. I think Judd's right. It's pulling my heartstrings, but I, I think they win. Especially with McCaffrey. Well, McCaffrey might be back by then. I think he's out two to six but he, weeks. He won't be the same, though, Fair. right? Yeah. Oh. Never know. It's November 29th. That's two months away. Yeah, I'll, I'll He'll say be win. back by then. I'll say win. I'll say Vikings win. I think they win that game, too. Okay. All right, home against Jacksonville in week 13. I, I think that's a win. I like Gardner Minshew. He's fun as hell, but I think that's a win for me. I'm going win. I think Gardner Minshew uh, tears him apart, picks him apart. I. I'm going loss there. That's the yeah, type of game. I'm that's the type of game the Vikings should lose now. Yeah, this is, and that, that's a good loss too. That's a game we're uh, celebrating it. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, at this point, I oh, we'll get to our records in a second. But uh, that game against Jacksonville ordinarily would be that should be an automatic win. This is the type of team that for sure loses that game to Jacksonville though. And Jacksonville's got a couple weapons. And Gardner Minshew, it's pretty darn good. Um, at Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, looks like they started to get a little bit dialed in in week two. That's a loss for the Vikings at Tampa Bay. Sorry. I'll finally change my tune and say they'll lose the game after I've been doubling down yeah, for the dude. last four or five months. Tampa's way better. And, they, and they, you saw a little bit of a preview of what Tom Brady can do with those weapons. So it's a loss. I believe uh, also Antoine Winfield's the number one graded cornerback by PFF through two weeks or wow. one or two. He's been a stud. Didn't need him. Hey, we stud. liked him. Home against the Chicago Bears. Week 15. I'll go win. Are the Bears so the Bears are going to be in this right? The Vikings. I want to this- know like Declan has them zero and five to start the year, and then just like surging in the second Cause, half because a lot of these teams are bad that they're going to play. Yeah, Chicago though is actually Chicago's looks like bad. they might be in it now, so I'm going to go loss. I think the Vikings are checked out by this point. I agree. Yeah, I'm with Judd. They lose that game okay. at New Orleans on Christmas on a short week. Loss. loss. Drew Brees looked old last night, but he that's still did. a loss. Loss. He looked awful. He looked terrible. And then on the road at Detroit in a pillow fight, week 17. <laughs> They'll win. That's the tea time game Patricia's right Patricia's gone by then, or or he the players have completely cashed in their chips from the Lions. That's a win for the Vikings by accident. Dex. And by the way, it's a bad win. I'll, go, I'll say a loss. I'll say the Vikings lose at Detroit. They'll just close this out. They'll mail it in. Sean Mannion's in by then. Maybe Jameis Winston's in by then. Wow. Maybe another trade I there. I love wow. what you did there, Declan. I love what you uh, did. PFF's Eric Eager had that take, and you can find that on Purple Daily today. So that's going to be great. Forging hot. Um, I think this game, if the season plays out the way that I have here, which is they're 5-10 and 10 going into that game, I think the game at Detroit really depends solely on do they care and do they buy into Mike Zimmer still? And who cares more? And I don't know. Because I'm telling you, I, I think if Patricia's still the coach there, I think the Lions players have, by that point, so firmly given up that the Vikings accidentally care more. And and I will reiterate, it's a bad win. 
I think the Vikings lose that game. Good. I think they do. But I have them 5-11 and 11 based on the revamped schedule. <laughs> I, I got them 6-10, and 10, I think, now, which I don't like. Oh, I hope it's worse. What do you have them, 4-12? and 12? No, I have 6-10. and 10. Oh, so you have them starting 0-5 and, five they and then yeah. rebounding. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's what they'll do. You called it. That's what they'll do. So, all right. So, you, yeah, so Dex is probably way, right, too. If they finish, let me go look at last year's standings here real quick. Hold this on a is not the draft pick I wanted, by the way. I want to know, you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence with, let's say they go with my record, 5-11. and 11. Oh, we can do either one of these. That's fine. You're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. I think Justin, depending on who drafts, like I think Justin Fields probably goes number two. Like, is someone going to pass up on one of these guys? Mm-hmm. So in 2019, the worst record in the NFL, Cincinnati Bengals were 2-14. and 14. Man. They're not, I don't... I don't know they're capable of getting to that. I mean, they looked through two weeks like they are, but yeah, here's the are records. they really going to be this bad all year? I don't know. Two and fourteen, three and thirteen, three twelve and one, four and twelve. So five and eleven gets you maybe the fifth pick. I don't know. Like you might be in Tanner Morgan territory by then. There might be three quarterbacks off. The here's board. The, you got to be worse than so, that. So, so this is going to drive you crazy, Phil. But here's the fly in the ointment of ultimately what would be best for this team. It's what I brought up before. The more you relieve pressure from Cousins, the better he gets, and also the more chances he will take, some of which will succeed. And so the second half could just be uh, basically a fourth-grade recess-looking offense that actually starts to work and scores points because there's no pressure then. It would be— You stink. The, honestly, like 5-11 and 11 or 6-10 and 10 would be worst. the absolute worst thing you could do this year. The worst thing. You'd rather go eight and eight, nine and seven, and at least give yourself a chance in the tournament, as they say. Which I don't think. I think that's futile too. Like, there's no way you're beating that Russell Wilson Seattle team right now. Although everyone, the only thing is like everyone is suffering season-ending injuries here. Seattle had a couple big-time injuries. Here's my fear. Here's my fear, guys. Starting with the Carolina game, look at the opponents, look at the schedule, and then envision the Vikings playing with no pressure. Carolina could be done. Jacksonville. I think Carolina's more likely. Weird. See, Carolina, though, with a new regime, new coach, new quarterback, I think they're more likely to be, like, potentially playing their asses off in the second half and Teddy getting better. Yeah, but but I'm telling you, Cousins, what I hate about Kirk is he actually could play some great games because there's no there there to the game itself. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's so hard to read. Give me three wins. Give me two wins. Give me two wins. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, We'll find out. We'll see. We'll we'll see what and happens. We'll do it again next week. Those are our. So, the, the, so we went from eleven and five, eleven and five, or twelve and four with Declan. Yeah, and nine and seven, and we've all essentially. So Judd is the one that has the narrowest. Judd has him going from nine and seven to six and ten, which is probably the most realistic. But Declan and I have literally said, "Whoa, we overshot by five or six wins." Yeah. De- well, De- rough. De- Declan's saying more than that, dude. He was fourteen and two. At that one that point. was in a home run, and I was baited into it. I, I'm Phil not just used say it that. against you. Phil used yeah, it against I understand. you. Like I dug my own grave. Yeah. I, I understand it. You gave me the, the interrogation. Shovel, the, dirt, the, the interrogation's not going well, Dex. I hopped in. I you hopped didn't in ask the grave. For a lawyer, man. I understand what happened. What like you know when you go back to like sometimes it's, this is all more simple than we think, and maybe we lost sight of that, and that they lost one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. They lost through either attrition or salary cap, several starters on defense, and they didn't really improve their offensive line. You know, what 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 was really like realistically short of Justin Jefferson being the second coming of Randy Moss right out of the gate, like what okay. was going to get them to 
the 11 wins that I had. I feel like such an idiot. Yeah, but for the first two <laughs> games, you you just, I, I think, partially explained the Packer loss. And the, the Colts are fine, but you certainly could have been ultra competitive and won that game. Yeah. I like think, that Colts game was not a, wow, you played the Chiefs and you had no chance game. Also, I think, you know, and just interacting with tons of people, like Vikings fans, both on Ventline and also just like social media the last couple of days, you know, some of the ones that are still, it's a very, very small number of people that are still clinging to the optimistic angle and trying to find something positive here in the first two games. But the main thread I hear is it's only two losses. You can still rebound. And like you lost two games. It's not like, yeah, but it'd be one thing if you lost on a game-winning field goal in overtime and like a pick six in the end zone because Kirk was threading the needle down five with, with the ball, right? Like if it was bang, bang, these games aren't close. And right. I, I know that Packers score kind of says like, oh, yeah, it was like kind yeah, of a shootout, right? It was like 43 to whatever. Like, no, man, that game was not close. It was not competitive. And that uh, game against the Colts, if the Colts weren't just settling for field goals inside the 30 all day, how many field goals did the Colts kick on Sunday? Those could have been touchdowns if Phillip Rivers wasn't like completely, my guy, incapable of you know slinging the ball somewhere. So, I don't know. If the games were closer, I would say, okay. But they're not. Yeah. And starting with the playoff loss to San Fran, which is a which was a really good team. You got your ass kicked, which against the Niners you're like, "Oh, okay, they're really good." And that's a bad look for the Vikings, but they're really good. And then the Packers it was like, "Well, they're not as good as San Francisco was, but you know what? They played pretty damn well and that's a bad loss, but by the Colts loss, you got your ass kicked and you shook your head and said, the Colts kicked your ass? And the answer was absolutely, positively, yes, they yeah. did. By the way, I just got a text. Our guy Jay Williams uh, is in line at the DMV right now. Oh. And so you can't use your, like when you're in line at the DMV, you're not supposed to use your phone like in there. So I told him, listen, let's we'll do it next week. We'll do a full what, golf breakdown next week. What would you rather do? Have to watch, go back and watch one of those Colts or Packers games or have to stand in line at the DMV for an hour? So I went to the DMV to get a new license, and by the way, when? that was two months ago. Yeah, and I and I waited outside because the like you're yeah. not supposed to have people inside. I waited outside for an hour. Oh, you went in the middle of summer. Yeah, because my license, I need a new license. I got a story about that, but keep and, going. And it's two months; it has not been mailed yet. So they're way behind. Yeah. You're waiting there. Everyone's super crabby always. Like people come yes. in with just like basic questions. Hey, so like, go online and read the website. Yeah. Did you read the directions? Did you, did you like form uh, B thirty four, sir. Yeah. So, so my my license is up on my birthday, which is the thirteenth of November, and like a month ago, I was like, I'm going to address this now, right? And then well, Don said, Don Don said you can't go in. You have to make it, an appointment. It has to online. be an appointment. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, yeah, they're booked for months. Long story short. My appointment to renew my license made at least a month ago now is for November the 2nd. Yes. That was the first time I could get in. Every well, calendar you, date check? was blocked off. So I, I did the same exercise. I went on their website, and I and my appointment, because I actually wound up making the appointment like you did a month or something in advance. Yes. I got super lucky. So my first appointment was like I had to make it like two months or three months out. Which is what I've done. But then I got lucky. I figured I'm just going to keep checking these because sometimes they open, like people cancel or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And so I went and I literally was on Bloomington. I was in New Brighton. I'm checking like every oh, I'm single not going, city. No, I see you're, no, no, no. Every single city. I checked Shakopee. I went Ridgedale 
and, and Edina. And I got Edina. <laughs> and I ain't going any farther than that to get my, my license. My wife went to Forest Lake because they had an opening. No, see, you guys, you guys are far too kind. I am, I am playing zone license game here, and my zone is Minnetonka Edina. I, I did AAA. AAA stores can do license renewals. How quickly and other did you get in there? Yeah, they wouldn't okay, let us I in. Okay, I got in quick. But I was in there for a. This was in November. I had to get tabs and a license. Oh, but you renewal. could still go back then. Yeah. This okay. Was pre, you can't do this that now. Pre-pandemic. Okay. But, but AAA locations do do it, so you don't no. like have to go to the DMV for this. You, but you post-pandemic, you can't do that. Oh, you can't. Because we did. We tried oh, to do something. Out? You have to have an appointment. God. Least, AAA know, was the greatest. Yep. So there's a AAA over in like St. Louis Park. That's, that's where I go. Yeah. There's one in Roseville. That's where I've gone. And the one in St. Louis Park, usually you can walk right up. So here's what what it was. If you got, there's two ways to do it. You either make an appointment. And you make it however many weeks out. Or you have to get there when they open at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so wow. the first time we got there at like 8 or 9 on a Saturday thinking, I mean, whatever. It can't be that bad, right? No, there's literally a line out the door, oh down the sidewalk, and around the corner and socially distanced. So then we said, all right, so what? it's not that late. Like, did all these people show up? And she said, yeah, all these people showed up before it opened. Like, people were here at 4.30 in the morning. Wow. What? Crazy. Wow. I don't know if it's still the same way, like but that's what it was like. It's a World Series game. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and Except people in line for tickets to a World Series game or like a Star Wars premiere or something are happy. usually happy and dressed up and like drinking. People that get in line at 4.30 in the morning outside of a DMV are the most miserable people you've ever seen in your life. Easily. Just terrible. Easily. So, so. so did these people not go online then to uh, sign up to... I don't Renew know licenses sure. or license plates and things like that, sure. or what was their deal? I don't know for sure. We didn't stop to chat them up, but I remember like we walked in. <laughs> I'm surprised Jana didn't. We no, she's chatty, but not that. She seems like she'd be chatty enough <laughs> yeah. to be like, "What the bleep are you so, thinking?" So we walked in at first because we saw the line, and we were like, "That's weird." It's like eight o'clock in the morning. Like, why is there a line going around the block? So we walked in. There must have been a sign that we missed out front or something. And the woman in there was like, "What are you doing in here?" And we're oh, like, no. uh, "We're just." Uh, license. We just need new licenses. She's like, did you not read the sign out front? And I'm thinking, like, does every bleeping interaction with someone at the DMV have to be like this? Like, can it not just be, oh, oh. hey, uh, uh, how can I help you there? Oh, yeah. It, oh, like, no. It, like, has no, to no, be, no, no. It's like, it always has to be that they're having the worst day of their life, and they hate their job, Correct. and they're taking right. it out on you. I'm going to help you out here. Okay, this is a game now. And it, it's a game that if you ever have to go to a bank, you have to play. That is that is slow play their anger. So instead of being like start because because at the at the core these people do not want to talk to you. They would prefer that you weren't there and they don't want to work. All right. So at the core, what you have to do is be laid back, calm, relaxed, and also take your time to tell them what you want because it drives them crazy. I used to go for years. I I used to take my paycheck every other Friday and go to the bank and stand in line. What? Just for the very fact that it drove the tellers crazy. <laughs> Don't a, you have direct I mean, deposit? That's a little sociopath. Yeah, Don't you have direct deposit? That's Norman Bates stuff. Don't that's you a, have direct deposit? And I would be like, No, I don't yet. Um, can we cash my? Can can I get? And it was absolutely great. Okay. I'm good on direct deposit there. Like I don't well, I am too now. Deposit. I am too now, but for years it was great fun. Now 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 the best one is is and I've done this at Subways and and our cub Phil. Get in line and the cashiers now if you don't go to the thing where you scan your own items, yeah. will slow play it because they basically want you to get out of the line, right? 
take out your cell phone while you're in line and casually scroll through your cell phone. And when your turn gets up, continue to scroll through. The fact that you're moving slower than they're trying to move drives them nuts. It's the most fun I've ever had. I feel like we need like a Judd, like a side podcast where Judd just talks about like all of his like social behaviors here. I never go. I, I can't remember the last time I went to a grocery store. Actually, Whole Foods. I go to Whole Foods. Doesn't have the check yourself out usually. Cup has huge lines. The one in theirs. Minneapolis just started the self checkout again. They just okay. restarted it. Oh, so that's good. Yeah, but. Um, I, if if self checkout is available, I'm a 100% self checkout guy. I'd rather stand in a line of 15 people at self checkout. A lot of people stand, like this. Than stand Not in me. a one person line oh. where someone else checks. Me. I like someone bagging my groceries. I hate bagging groceries. Cub doesn't bag for you. Oh, can't stand it. Cub does That's, not bag for you. No, no, no. I I like I like to drag my feet. Oh, I had a showdown yesterday. We're. It, we we have other things to get to here, but since we're down this track, <laughs> hey, okay. that's great. Let's hear. It. Right. And this is in place of Jay Williams who's going to join, but he had a DMV conflict. So yesterday, I had a showdown at Whole Foods with the cash register guy. Okay, yeah. So I'm carrying a basket that admittedly was like more full than I wanted to be. I had to get some uh, get some cat food for a little Tommy, pick up some some stuff for dinner, and like some some stuff for the rest of the week, whatever. And so I and it was. I, I brought my uh, I brought the the basket instead of the cart because I just didn't want to like if sometimes if I have a cart I fill it up and yep. it's more of a personal restraint thing. For I'm the me, same right? way, same way. But the basket's super heavy. Yeah. Well, what they've done at these grocery stores is they've taken away a lot of the little dividers that you'd used on the on the little belt, right? Oh, okay. Ordinarily, like you go and you grab a divider and you can start offloading your stuff yeah. while the other person's checking out. Yep. Well, they don't have those anymore at the Whole Foods that I was at. I'm guessing they probably don't have those. At a lot of places, because of COVID, right? We people touching Touch the same thing, and they don't want to have to wipe it off all the time. Okay. So I go and I put. So the guy in front of me, almost all of his stuff is checked out, and so I just put my basket on the conveyor belt because it's heavy. And the guy stops checking the food out from the other customer, looks at me, and he goes, "Sir, can you please remove the basket from the conveyor belt until <laughs> all of, until all of the food is gone or whatever?" Yeah. And I was like, "Excuse me," he goes, "I'm going to need you to." It was like a like a flight attendant saying, "I'm going to need you to like unstrap that bomb from your chest." Or like, it's like I'm going to need you to take that basket off the conveyor belt. And I said, "Oh my, um, okay, well, I'm actually just going to leave it on this like like there's the metal part." Yeah, I said, "I'm part. just going to leave it here on the metal part." Like, and I just kind of looked at him, and he and he and he without saying anything, he just turns back and starts checking all the other stuff out. And I'm like. Is that what we've come to? See, here? that's super. Oh is that what we've come that's to? That's super pretentious too. Oh my god! Like that. That's then, not necessary. And then he could sense that, like, he had created tension between us. And so when it was my turn, he goes over the top, like, "Hey, sir, how are you doing today?" And he, oh, now no. he's over the top, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm out on you. Yep. Yeah, I am yeah, out and, on you." And, that's, and you've got pick your path. If you're this guy, right? And he goes, "Pick your path." And then he goes, "Would you like me to bag your groceries?" And I said, "I can get it myself." That's right, because I don't need you. Whole wow! So Mr. why why were you Mr. not Wolf at the Lamar. local cub, Phil? Like that local cub counts on you. All right, this is going to sound really pretentious. I really like that cub, by the way. But we have a 12-year-old cat, Tommy. I think he might be 13. And he's special food. And he has a weak stomach. And we have found that there's a particular... in your family. I know. There's a particular... You, Tommy. There's a particular (laughs) brand of food, soft food at Whole Foods, organic, grain-free food that he responds better to. Except for this morning, like this the once Tommy? a week, he had a tornado stomach problem from both ends Ooh. this morning. It was oh no, poor Tommy. They get old. It's tough. I know, it's, I know. It's yeah, it's not a wolf, Dad. That's not a wolf. 
Anyways. Football. <laughs> Randy in Cottage Grove. What's going on, man? I had a problem once where I was dealing with it on, on, on both ends, and it's not it's not good. Not, both ends at, at the same time? Oh, absolutely. If you you just say if you do um, the hot uh, the hot food challenges, sometimes we do that. Um, and I got a buddy who likes it real hot, and uh, and uh, the the rule was no uh, no beer, no uh, no chaser on these wings until you finish all twelve. And uh, I, I I ended up staying at the the establishment many uh, several more hours until I was able to leave under my own power. Oh my god. Wow, are you? So are so you? Just be, are you? Just a, be careful. Do you enjoy spicy food? What, what's your favorite? Not counting wings. What's your favorite spicy food to eat? Like a so throw a little Tabasco on some uh, uh, Doritos. That's kind of a gourmet thing I try. Really? And uh, hmm. if, you, if you happen to have any ch- uh, cheese in the house, you can melt them on there. Called nachos. It's pretty oh, good. Sure. Nachos. Yeah. nachos? I've done that once or twice before how myself. You, yeah. How do you spell that? And any do restaurants sell those? N a c h o apostrophe s nachos. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's not why that's not why I'm calling. I, yeah. I, I'm going to deliver. Of course, I wish it was a stud stable, but it's not. Yeah, it's been a tough, uh, tough start to the season here. This is going to be a dud stable, and it's going to finish with a bit of a bit of a pointed statement that I'd like to make. But let me first just go ahead and do some of the duds if you can play the music. All right, this okay. is. Randy and Cottage Grove's week two dud stable for the Minnesota Vikings. It's a dud stable. Should 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 be a stud stable. Should have had two stud stables by now. But this is another dud stable. It's the Colts. And you, it, uh, this was difficult because you could have put a lot of people into this. But these are the big, big glaring problems. This guy... This guy's been nowhere, nowhere to be seen. I called him. I called that pick. I said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take Justin Jefferson. It looks like he's just on the back of a of a, of a, of a, of a carton of milk. You know, where is he? He's gone. So, Justin Jefferson, you got to show yourself. So far, you're a dud. You think that's all his fault, Randy? Or do you think it's, it's play calling? Excuse me? Do you think it's all his fault? I, I haven't finished my stable. You'll, we'll we'll oh. get to it. So. One thing at a time. Yeah, just, um, so, can, Randy, can I'd you, like to apologize yeah, here. I'm, I'm going to go enjoy my nachos. Floor here. Yeah, you. Give you're, the man some room. I'm going to go enjoy my plate of your nachos. Possess, your possessive nachos. Yeah. It's Randy's show. Okay. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who cannot make any more mistakes than he made Sunday, and he did not elevate his play at all. We're paying you a lot of money, and you look like a bozo out there. And I'm talking about you, CJ Ham. You got to make some big time blocks. You got to keep Kirk on his feet. And you haven't done that at all. CJ, it's time to get back in the weight room and throw around a little iron. Here's another guy we're paying a lot of money to. A lot of money. And that's the guy I just mentioned, Kirk Cousins. Kirk, you think I like that? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. In fact, I, I think you need to look in a mirror. You did it. You you, you said you want to go break down the film. I did it. I watched the All Twenty Two four times yesterday. Wow, oh, it's terrible. What you did out there was awful. You need to look in the mirror, Kirk. You're making a lot of a lot of ching, a lot of scratch. Okay, 
Look in the mirror. See if you're the big enough man to lead this team. And so far, you're a dud. You like that? You like that? You held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? I don't like it. And here's another guy I don't like. And he is really quickly, really quickly making it clear what a big loss Stefanski was. I was ripping on Stefanski last last Christmas. I was I might have been wrong because this guy calling the plays now, a Kubinak, Kubik, uh, Gary Kubinak is terrible, terrible. This is a nineteen you know, eighty nine Kubiak. You got to go ahead and, and and mix it up. Throw a few screen passes to Delvin. You know he, he he's a he, he he he's a speedster. He he can make people miss, and you don't even want to throw it over to him. Here and there, you just try to force the ball to Thielen over and over again. It's a big mistake. And by the way, by the way, we we shouldn't have traded Stephon Diggs. That's a, whoever did that is a dud. Zim, you and your entire <laughs> defense get to be you and your whole defense. Zim get to be grouped into a whole separate stable, just called the defense duds. And that's that's a whole separate stable, and we'll just put you all in there because you you have looked so bad, even your. Studs are duds. Even, wow. even the studs on the defense are duds. It's a t-shirt right there. Wow. But now I'm going to look at the whole overall theme. Slogan. And I'm going to tell you this guy is not only a dud, but for my first time in my dud stable, I'm calling for someone's job. Whoa. You, you, whoa, can, whoa. Stop the, you can stop the music because I'm going <laughs> to okay. get serious. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. It's your show. Yep. I don't like to call for, for people's heads. I, I know I know. Uh, uh, Jeff does sometimes, but th- what what I like to do is just tell it like it is. And right now, it is not pretty for a lot of guys in this team. They're not in shape. They're getting hurt. Anthony Barr, you you tore, tore your pack. Try a bench press, strengthen your your, your 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 core. But but you know what? None of that matters because there's a guy whose job it is on this team to make sure everyone's in shape, everyone's jacked, everyone's cut. And I'm talking about Sugar Eric Sugarman, and he's not done it. He has not cut muster this year. And I know uh, Sugarman, you had the the, uh, the coronavirus early. Well, to, well, I, I'm sorry to hear that, but it took your mind out of the game. And 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 and, and when the cat was away, the the mice stopped hitting the rack and jacking, throwing around the big iron like they say. And 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 everyone is hurt. Everyone, they're weak. They're hurt, and they weren't even working out their brains because the way they play, that's the most important muscle in your body, the brain, underdeveloped as well. So I, I call it for it. Sugar man, I'm putting you on a timeout. Shape it up, or you got to go. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> he, he sped off. I was gonna, I was gonna get the police siren out, but he, uh, he beat the cops out there. No, Calling for the athletic trainer's he, head. No, he, he beat the hot take cops. He just called for the, the head trainer to be fired. Wow. He walks off every time okay. when things aren't well. Yeah, he's not really into He's going like, to always walk off. He doesn't really want the back and forth there. Yeah, well, no, it becomes his our It becomes his segment, and then he basically just solos it, mm. which is which is fine. I didn't see that coming. No. So of all the people that you would look to fire after this 0-2 start, where does Eric Sugarman rank for you guys? <laughs> Where, fa- does, where, where does the sugar man? The fact fall? that he calls him sugar man, um, yeah, I don't 
have any real thoughts on yeah, this. I, I, I mean, listen, Anthony Barr, I wasn't going to say he looked a little, little, okay, slim, little slim down to me. Can we break down? He looked like Rob Lowe in those. He looked like uh, Rob Lowe trying to open the mayonnaise jar in those direct oh, TV sure. commercials. Yep. Might want to mix in a bench press. Can once we in a break while. down some of the phrases that we got in this uh, Dud Stable call? When the cat is away, the mice will what? Yeah, the, when the cat is away, the mice will not be hitting the rack of waiters. Hitting the rack or something? I don't know. It didn't rhyme quite the way that. I thought we were should. just going to get the cliche and. Then he went in a different direction. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's Randy and Cottage Grove's dud stable dud. of the week here. I feel bad. We and he he didn't uh, tell us which one it was. I feel bad for whatever bar Randy went to, eight to twelve spicy hot wings, and then stayed at for several. I hours. I feel bad for the that, toilet. Yeah, but that's I'm saying the bar. Well, the plumbing, yeah. but the plumbing in that um in that place has probably never been the same since that mm-hmm. visit from Randy. Man. That's uh. You guys ever uh, you guys ever have emergencies at dive bars before? Oh yes, everybody has. Yes, everyone has. I had an all time emergency one time at the ten twenty nine club in Northeast oh. Minneapolis or ten twenty nine bar. I think I have also had an emergency there too, dude. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. It's, it's been quite bar. five or six years. It's I a great it. dive bar. They've got some pretty good bar. Good food. bathroom or no? Great karaoke. Uh, so no. Here's no. here's the story. Yeah. And again, they maybe they've changed this, but they're remodeling right now. So I had I had gone out to eat or something. We had some wings or something beforehand. This is the story of your life. I know. Yeah, I had a couple extra I've, wings. I, I've gotten a handle on this lately more than like eight or ten years ago. Good for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, we went to this establishment to go sing some karaoke, drink some beer, and have a good time. And, well, yeah. got about a beer and a half in and felt the old stomach drop, right? Oh. It's like you just you feel it kind of growling. You're oh, like, yeah. now I'm on a timer. Been there. And it might be five minutes. It might be 15. It's certainly not 20. But there are, <laughs> But you have to be prepared. Yep. You're, it's, I'm with you. It's happening. Yep. Hashtag it's happening. Yep. And so I look around and I'm like, well, ideally this wouldn't go down at the 1029 bar in northeast Minneapolis. But to make matters worse, I go to the bathroom. I open the door. Yep. It's a small bathroom. Yeah. There's a urinal on the left side. And then as you kind of walk in straight, there's a stall. The stall door was, I thought, open. Oh, no. Wait, where's the, where is the stall door? There was no stall door. Oh, yeah. And when you open the door to the bathroom, you see right through where the stall door would be, and you see the toilet. So literally, if I were to use that toilet, anyone that would then subsequently walk into the bathroom, You'd be right in line of sight. I would be like in full sight of everyone in yeah, the bar. Yeah, that's a bad, Stand there, right? bad feeling. So I'm, I'm, I'm running the options through my head thinking, <laughs> okay, is it that bad? Like, right. is it bad enough to where I, this is my only out right now? Or is there some other place? It's the dead, this is January, by the way. This is the dead of winter. Is there some other thing I can do or place I can go? And so I calculated in my head. I know that there's a McDonald's nearby, like yep. off like Broadway. Way yep. to go. It's like a block and a half down the street. So I scooted my way, no jacket, just scooted my way down the street, pinching together Great oh call. to McDonald's. It's the right call. I get to McDonald's. It's a one-person bathroom. Dude. It's locked. Oh, Dude. no. I'm I'm sitting there just like not your night. Oh my god! Oh my god! Or all right, take that back. It's a it's a multi person bathroom, but there's one stall and it was occupied. And so I waited out. I sat in a booth and just like squirmed. And finally, someone comes out. It was a homeless man. Oh, was in the bathroom for like oh no, probably like ten or fifteen minutes, like the back end of my range there. Yeah. And so I went in there, just did what I had to do. Yeah. Wow. Woof. I applaud your ability to find the alternative bar. 
Yeah. Because that or or sight, because that's the key there. Because there when when um the one bar that, that we actually talked about the job here, Phil, Pippins in Chicago, that's which right. was a great dive bar. That's a great, great spot. Too. Awful bathroom. Yep. Awful, awful bathroom. <laughs> but but the key was there's there is a place around the block, I think it's called like Streeters or, or something. Yeah. And it is literally like you walk out of Pippins, take a hard right, it's right there. There's also the hot dog place next to Pippins, yeah, too, if you're no, really desperate. No, 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 no. Streeters had <laughs> has a great bathroom. And so, so the alternative preparation plan was very simple. There, you always but have I think that, that piece of mind a, too. You know, there, I think there always has to be. Yeah. If if you go eat and then go dive bar, there always has to be that. What's my out bailout? Here? Basically, yep. What's my out alternate here? sight, as the twins call it now? Yep. I will frequently like I will I will eat light or not at all. I go to a restaurant, I might have a little side salad or something. I'd rather starve to death than have to go into the ten twenty nine bathroom. Yeah, that's. You know, that's hell. Salads can be dicey, though. Be careful. You think it's a side salad? <laughs> moves things a, along. You get a side of something else. Yes, Move, right moves on. things along. Side sa- salad is salad potentially a mover. Let's say that. Hey, you held him to twenty points, man. Yes, you gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! All right. Uh, some some breaking news as we uh, as we record this here late on this Tuesday morning. Twins related. Then we'll get to our buffoon coach of the week. But the Minnesota Twins have added another horse to the stable, gentlemen. <laughs> That's right. Look at the great starting pitching right now. You've got Kenta Maeda, one of the best starters in the league. Barrios has found it. Mike Pineda. You got Rich Hill with a three point two ERA and going tonight. Activated from injured reserve. The injured list. No, close. No, he's dead. You're close. (laughs) He can't be going. You're close there, too, actually. (laughs) Homer Bailey starting tonight against the Detroit Tigers. To which I say, what is the point? Wait, wait, hold on a second here. Wait, 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 wait. Let's discuss this decision, okay? And I know it's Rocco's world. So I'll it's start. It's Rocco's modern life. Yeah. Yes. I'll preface job. I'll preface it by saying it, it is Rocco's world or, as you just said, modern life. But the White Sox are, are slumping is probably too strong a word. The White Sox lost to Cleveland last night. I, I believe you are now a game and a half but behind the White Sox in second place in the American League Central, correct? Yep. Okay. You can win the division still. The Yankees got blown out by the Blue Jays. Last night, and so so you have distanced yourself a bit from them, but want to continue to do so. But more importantly, I think that you have a real shot to go for the division title, which, if I'm the Twins, I would really like to get, because then that's going to help me avoid playing the Yankees in the first round. I can be at home. I can be blah, blah, blah. It'll either get you the Blue Jays or the Indians. Okay, which... Likely the, the Indians. Who I would rather play than the Yankees. Anyway, my long story short, I think these last five games should be taken seriously. Uh, and I think that you should put a premium on trying to win them. And, and I really could see them as a ramp up to the playoffs. All that being said, Homer Bailey starting? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm, I get what they were doing. Totally get what they were doing. They, they've definitely had some reclamation projects. I mean, Martin Perez was excellent for like two months last year. Yeah. A scrap heap guy. The start of the year he was. And they've very taken good. some scrap heap relievers. Like Matt Whistler has become one of the best relievers in baseball. And like a I guy mean, that you might even trust over Taylor Rogers in a tight spot. Sure. Right? Sure. And, and I, so I get what they're trying to do with Homer Bailey. They're trying to make Homer Bailey a thing, just like they did with some of these other guys. For like Fetch? 
Does that make but sense? But I don't really understand with one week to go in the regular season here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The timing's weird. Now, now here's the good news for the Twins, and ideally you would you would beat the Tigers in this game tonight, but the White Sox, who've lost two games in a row, and they've lost, let's see here, four of their last six, including the last, they split the last two games against the Twins. Mm-hmm. The White Sox have to play three games at Cleveland, and Cleveland's scraping and clawing, and maybe Ian thinks they can jump up because they're only two, two back of the Twins, but Cleveland is prime for the playoffs. And then they play three against the the Cubs, and the Cubs are a very good team too. So it is possible the White Sox could lose like three or four games this week and give the Twins an opening. If they the, the Twins would have to win four or five games this week, right? In order to but you got Detroit have the division fall into their lap Tuesday, Wednesday off Thursday Reds for three. I guess my point is I would put a premium on trying to win as many of these five games as possible, and and it's not it's not that that if this was. If this was uh, July 25th or if this was August 5th, the Bailey start makes sense. I guess I'm just a little bit surprised that they're going to come back and force him or put him back into the rotation or give him the start tonight a little okay, bit. Okay, let's unpack this for just a second. But so, there's Rocco. So, so. Who are, who, what am I missing here? Who are your starters? You got Maeda, Pineda, Barrios. You got Rich Hill. Hill. You sent Randy Dobnak back to the minor leagues. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Jake, but he's not. Off the That's IR. That's right. Odo's not ready Odo yet. Odo is. He's okay. not. Uh, he's so, still on the 10-day. So you do need. IL. And Dobnak, you already sent Dobnak down. And so you'd have to have like. An, and you could find an injury reason to bring him back up. So so maybe the logic here is twofold. One, let's make sure that our starting rotation is primed how we want it for a three-game series that starts on Tuesday. We are one week away from the playoff starting. So let's, let's make sure that we reverse engineer this and start with what we want the rotation to look like next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then as you back it up, you're going to need a fifth starter to make that work this week because you do play, you know, you play, what's today, Tuesday, Wednesday. You're off Thursday. Um, I guess you're off Thursday. And the Reds Friday, Saturday, and and your last game of the regular season is Sunday. Yep. So I think what they're doing is they're prioritizing lining up a rotation for next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just to be sure. And they're kind of saying, well, we need someone here in the next day or two. And and so that's that's part one. Part two of it might be they kind of know what they have in Dobnak. If they need him, like they kind of know they can call him back up, but they have this idea of what Homer Bailey can be when they massage his pitch repertoire, and yeah. they saw some things in spring training and early in the season. They thought, okay, like we can get Homer he Bailey to one game, right? One or two games, two, like the Cardinals game, yeah. And so they want to see, like, all right, let's just dust this toy off one last time in the regular season and just see, like, is this a guy that we can use in the playoffs or not? And we can and we can find out against the Tigers. So I get what they're doing. I don't know. I was just kind of mentally maybe trying to save arms too. Like they just want to keep guys fresh, yeah. right? But that's the problem. Is is now is now is the time to start aborting mission on keeping guys fresh. Now is the time to say we're a really good team and this is going to be a grind, which I don't think Rocco is capable of doing. So so what I just said, I don't think applies to him. I don't think he has the ability to do that unless he is absolutely by his boss is told to. Um, yeah, I don't. It's all. So, sometimes it's just really impossible to tell what they're thinking because they're very. And I'm fine with this. They're very secretive. Rocco's not an open book. Garden Hire used to just literally tell you everything he was going to do every day with the media. Like having covered him for three years, he's just like, yep, yep. Uh, so this is what I think well, about this player, and and it's fine if I like it. 
So if Baldelli keeps things secret and, and then he does things that I like, it's fine. It's for, when for he you does it. Yes, yeah. It's when he goes against what I would do <laughs> right. at times that I get a little bit agitated. So to set the scene, the Twins are a game and a half back of the White Sox. The Twins have five games, so the half game comes and that the White Sox have an extra game on their schedule. They play six, three against six against good teams, but three against Cleveland, three against the Chicago Cubs, and the Twins get uh, Detroit for two, and then Cincinnati is in that mix of three teams vying for that last wild card you spot. You wrote the Reds off at the deadline, Mackey. I know. And the Cincinnati Reds were alive and well. It looks like the Twins are going to miss Trevor Bauer, though, in that three-game series. Are they? Yep. They will face Sonny Gray on Sunday if that game matters. But right now the rotation stacks up. So they've got uh, Homer Bailey tonight, then Kenta Maeda on Wednesday, Rich Hill on Friday, Mike Pineda on Saturday, and Jose Barrios on Sunday, according to ESPN.com. I don't know if that's official yet. I bet they're going to know. I bet that's not going to be. Because if they start the playoffs on Tuesday, they're not going to throw Barrios on Sunday. I agree. But so let's do the math on this. So Maeda's for sure, if he pitches tomorrow, Maeda's for sure in line for next Tuesday. Yep, that's perfect. But Barrios is getting. You could bullpen game that game on Sunday too. Well, you and could, just, and you could start Bailey on Sunday again. So that's probably that's what true. they're doing. Yep. So they, they'll probably start Bailey today and then on the season finale. Yeah, and they're just kind of saying whatever. Like if we win these games, great. If not, like we're right. more we're more concerned with having the guys that we want for those three games than like who yeah. we play or what have you. And you yeah. can debate that. So all right, gentlemen, it's time football. <laughs> time for our come on. Football! Buffoon Coach of the Week in the National Football League. Who are the candidates for this week? I, I've got one that you probably wouldn't expect because he doesn't fit the, he doesn't fit like the chubby buffoon. Patricia guy. for sure. And give a, give us a why too. Give us a specific oh because he's why. terrible. Uh, be, because <laughs> they more than that. they they went to Green Bay, took what a fourteen rip lead, I believe, and blew that. And and I think they have blown they blown blown leads in the first two weeks. Um, Patricia, because of that, and just because he's going to be a buffoon every week. Buffoon two, Dan Quinn of the Falcons. I, I think that's unanimous. Like he's a twenty point. He's lead. up twenty. To, and, and, well, and plus the Dallas onside kick. The more that you watch it, like Atlanta could have grabbed that ball at any point. They feel, don't have to wait for it to go ten yards. I feel like Atlanta should maybe have it down by now. How to not blow three touchdown leads in the second half? But you never know. You know. I'll give you I'll give you one here. This is the one I was thinking of, yeah. and I think like he's a very well respected coach, and I think he has a. I don't I don't think people look at this coach as being a buffoon, but Anthony Lynn, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, in overtime of their game against the Chiefs. So not only did they blow a double digit lead in the second half, and the, and the the second half ended with the Chiefs marching down the field and Pat Mahomes and them kicking a game tying field goal, the Chargers get the ball in overtime. And they're facing a fourth and one from their own 34-yard line against the best quarterback and offense in the NFL, even though they hadn't scored a ton of points in that game. Like, this is the Kansas City Chiefs we're talking about, the most clutch offensive team in the NFL. They decide to punt. I get that they're on their own 34-yard line, but, like, come on. Like, if you punt the ball, now Pat Mahomes needs a field goal to win this game. And that's what happened. They came back down, kicked a field goal inevitably. I would say Anthony Lynn... That's a Buff- good nomination. Buffoonery for punting the ball in, in sudden death overtime at that point. ESPN, the worst when the ESPN websites or when the not ESPN the worst websites, but oh. when the Ringer and other sites like pop up automatic video ads. Gotcha. I, was, I was looking at the box score of the exact game you're talking about, and then of course the 
video ad plays over it. You're fired. That's it. I'm yeah, done. It's over. I'm the buffoon of the week. Uh, All right, so Dan, Dan Quinn, that's Matt a- Patricia, and Anthony Lynn are our candidates for this week, unless you guys have somebody else. I, think, I, I was, I was going to go with the the Chargers coach, too, because, yeah, they they had the lead, 14-6. to six. The Chiefs, it was their first time, I think I saw the graphic, in like 17 games that they you know didn't trail at halftime. I think Big mistake. I, I think if Detroit, Houston, or Denver lose, which I believe in week two they all did, Vic Fangio. Their guys, Vic Fangio. their guys are up for the award just because they're such buffoons. Yeah. <laughs> like they're lifetime achievement buffoons. So I think that if the Broncos, the Lions, or the Texans lose, I don't have to explain why. They're just up for the buffoon of the week coach award. So I'm, Vic Fangio was last week's buffoon coach of the week. Yeah, he and he's flat, not going to get it again. He but straight he, up admitted that he just like forgot yeah. to call time. But he deserve. But he deserves <laughs> consideration. I am going to go with Dan Quinn. I think it's yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys on Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. It's bravo. Like how many how twenty point leads can you blow in your career? But I mean, how do you how do you watch your players watch an onside kick, which they can grab at any point? Like the Cowboys can't. Has to go ten yards. But your team, all you have to tell them is if it's a live ball, it's or if it's a loose ball, it's a live ball. Pick it up, right? Go back and watch that. The Falcons just like, oh, look at the football. Should we try and get <laughs> it's it? Amazing. And, it's and amazing. that guy, and that guy should have been fired after last year. It's incredible. I <laughs> should have been fired in the fourth quarter <sighs> of the oxygen. Super Bowl. To be yeah, honest, yeah, Dan Quinn. So all right, so Dan Quinn is our buffoon football coach of the week. So we got Fangio. We got Dan Quinn. Congratulations, gentlemen. So we have yet to have Bill O'Brien actually be bestowed the buffoon of the week. Not yet. Not yet. It's only two weeks in. No, we're, he'll Plenty for sure of get time. It. I don't think you can give him the buffoon coach award when he's playing the two best teams in the NFL to start the season. Like wait, wait till okay. they lose to like the Jaguars or something, right? In epic fashion. Blast. Doug Marone, another guy, always eligible. You think you like football? Jim Mora doesn't just like football. He f- loves football. Fired up. Let's go. What are you fired up about? Every, life, football, the media, the fans, the world, everything, you name it. You're not down on anything at all? Nothing. Not a single thing? No. How's practice go? Outstanding. One of the best practices we've had in my 10-year history here. That's why I chewed their ass out for 10 minutes. That's <laughs> football! We wrap with Roycey every Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday on Mackie and Judd. Here you can find Roycey Unchained with Judd on uh, the Mackie and Judd podcast feed and also Roycey Unchained podcast, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. So, Pat, we got Vikings things to get to. We've got Homer Bailey making a start. But I want to ask you about our guy, Bryson DeChambeau, breaking through and, and working winged foot into a sweaty submission for four days. And I, the, the best part about it was the, the softball question, Bryson, it's this big moment in your life, and you know how do you feel in this moment? And he busts out a piece of paper and says, I would be remiss before I answer your question if I didn't thank all of my sponsors, and reads like 15 <laughs> sponsors off. Just like the car driver. So he said, if he wasn't so thick and he could fit the car, he'd be a great NASCAR driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those 16 sponsors in there. This uh, this Goodyear, Goodrich, uh, you know, uh, McDonald's uh, car really ran well today. You got to get that in there when you're uh, when you're rattling those off. Uh, he has made uh, and Roger Volpe had this point. I didn't hear it, but Suits told me about it yesterday. He has made rough obsolete. 
he is hitting it, you know, he has made hitting fairways obsolete because he hits it so far that this rough that they grow for the U.S. Open that cost most people a stroke, he can just get a nine iron in there and dig it out, and it, it, rough is no issue for him. And that's it, we've never seen that in golf before. This is this is this is completely unique, and I don't know. I got to think the USGA is having emergency meetings. What are we going to do next year? Because we can't have guys. We can't grow grass five inches deep and have it not be a factor. And that's uh, that's basically what it was with him because he's hitting it so damn far. Well, it's funny because we went through this 20 years ago when Tiger Woods was hitting it farther than everybody else. And now yeah. it's and now it's even and even like like Matthew Wolf who who you know people locally remember he won the the three M yeah. Open two summers yeah, ago. He's at three fifteen, you know, right? But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but here's the deal. Uh, I I brought this up yesterday talking to suits that when I went to uh, Valderrama for the Ryder Cup and I still don't know I pulled off that scam, but uh, for the for the Star Tribune, but. This was when Tiger was the only guy hitting a 300, right? And Sergio, there was a like a par five, I think it was number 15 or 16, on the back of the golf course. And this this was supposed to be a three-shot par five, except for Tiger, it was a two-shot par five. And Sergio had them grow rough from 290 to 310 right in the middle of the fairway <laughs> to, uh, to, to Tiger-proof it. And I said yesterday to Suits, what they're going to have to do is at future U.S. Opens, you know, the, the four-inch rough you have, uh, okay, you have that till 310 yards. And then between there and the green, it's like a foot deep. <laughs> you know, so that they, they basically, you know, if you, if you hit at 330 and miss the fairway, it's got to cost you a stroke. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to just grow the rough thicker in uh, different parts of the golf course. Or they're just going to have to accept the fact that there's going to be some guys in it so far that rough doesn't matter. Hey, Patrick, can can Zim put up with 3-13? and 13? How is Zim go- going to take 3-13? and 13? Uh, Well, uh, let me say one thing right off the bat. Yeah. Sometimes... We think Randy is a comedy act, right? Oh, I take it seriously. I understand Randy with Sugarman today, right? Yes, uh, it's, it's Sugarman. It's, it's Sugarman. Sugarman, according Sugar, to like Randy the artist. Drove. Yeah, Sugarman because Anthony Barr got hurt, right? Well, but I'm yeah. thinking, did this whole season get knocked off kilter when Sugarman? The guy who's supposed to be in charge of your COVID security <laughs> tests positive for COVID. Is that did that throw the whole? Is that the Vikings twist? Did Randy and Cottage Grove somehow jump into Pat Royce's skin thirty minutes ago on this show? Randy and Cottage Grove and his dud stable ended with calling for Eric Sugarman's head. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm just. I think he's probably okay. Yeah, he's cool, but he was mad because Anthony Bear. For a bar got hurt, right? Well, he's mad that's for right. a lot of reasons. It, the right. dud stable was extensive today, Pat. And the, and the players but, but look I, weaker than they should. Yeah. <laughs> well, but when your COVID security guy 
gets doesn't get. I don't think he came down with it, but he tested positive for COVID. He's got to go into quarantine. That might throw the whole thing off kilter. Yeah. Maybe that's why they stink. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, no, Zim can't take it. They're uh, Zim will. I don't think they can go three and three. You got the Lions, okay? Yeah, I know. No, you're right. You're two and zero. You're two and zero. Okay, right there. And you're going to split with the Bears. The Bears are no good either. So you're three and even though they're two and zero, you're three and one. Uh, So they're going to figure out a way to win a couple others, aren't they? I think so. Five and eleven, six and ten, something like that. I hope not, but But, I think you're right. But Derrick Henry, that's here's going to be the if they go into that Tennessee game and know that Derrick Henry, that they're, they're going to load up, they're going to put Smith up on a line of scrimmage, and if Derrick Henry can still run it down their throats, then you really got problems, right? If, uh, you know, you know damn well Harrison Smith's going to be another linebacker uh, in uh, Sunday's game. And if, if Tennessee comes in here just physically manhandled like Indianapolis did, then then this is then this is an aptitude of the highest magnitude right here. Yep. Uh, Pat, we get Homer Bailey coming off the injured list for a start against Detroit tonight. And uh, and the Twins are probably just going to try and see if he can give you anything to to be relevant in October, I guess. Be in the bullpen, maybe. But here's Declan and I were talking about it. The thing about Homer is, man, he's a tiger. You can't keep him down, man. We thought he was done. And, you know, here he is already ready to make his second start of the year. Or was it third? I can't remember. Second, right? Didn't he start once? I seem to think it. I think you're right. Let's get to the bottom. Yeah, of it I here. think it's the second. I, I think he started the whole home opener against the Cardinals. Okay, he yeah he has made one start, and He's then made he was one start. I yelled after that. So you're right. Yeah. And everything, everything you've ever heard about him seems to have manifested itself this year. He's not exactly run through the wall guy, but uh, what? Here's the deal, though, gents. They should be. Seriously trying to run the table here the last five games because they now got the loss they needed from the Yankees. The Yankees got beat last night. So they're now ahead of the Yankees in the lockout. And by the way, they're only a game and a half behind the mighty Whiteys. Yes, and the White Sox play Cleveland and the Cubs for six games. Pat, this week. The, pro- the problem is this is what you think. This is what I think. It ain't what Rocco thinks. Well, here's my deal. I don't care where I play anybody except the Yankees, but I have to finish ahead of the Yankees. And if I finish first in the division, great. That's great. If I finish second and and the Yankees have to come to my place, I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to think I have an outside chance. But if I'm playing an Yankees team, I have a zero chance. So they got to play away from that. They got to, they got to, okay, get two innings out of it. It was going to be a bullpen game anyway, right? So let Homer pitch two innings. But, you know, the idea that you you could give away a game to try to see if Homer Bailey can pitch is ridiculous. You've got to try to win them all here. But they don't have any choice because they sent Dominic back to the minor leagues, right? Yes. I mean, they could bring him back. back They They could fake an injury and bring him back or something, but yeah. Yeah, they could, but uh, I, I think they should be seriously trying to win these last five games, and they're going to have a tough time this weekend in Cincinnati because Cincinnati's still alive, and they have fairly good starting pitching. So. 
And the Yankees, so the Yankees have six more games left. They did lose last night. They got yes, smoked right. by Toronto. They play three more at Toronto, and Toronto's a playoff team. They're just, I mean, Toronto's hope is that they sweep the Yankees and jump up into the two seed in yeah. the in their division. And then not only is that their hope, that's the Twins' hope. <laughs> yeah, and then the Yankees get Miami, and Miami is in the thick of it. I think Miami has probably clinched, not mathematically, but they're only a game up in the loss column on the four teams that are tied for the wild card spots right now. So Miami's desperate to win. So the Yankees aren't guaranteed to run the table this week, which is good. No, for they them. aren't. But the Miami games are in Yankee Stadium where they've been hitting five home runs a game. So, uh, uh, but what I'm saying is, okay, you got a loss out of the Yankees. They've won ten in a row. Now they lost two in a row. You got to try to. You got to beat the Tigers twice. You cannot. Yes. These months, you got to beat the Tigers twice. Yes, uh, unless unless Guardy gave the win one for the Guardy speech. No, you, who cares? The, who cares? They, they did win one with Guardy not being there already. They beat uh, they beat Cleveland on Sunday, but uh, yeah, you got to you, know, you got to seriously try to run the table here. The uh, or, or at least win four out of five. The Yankees might lose one more, but you got to avoid playing in Yankee Stadium at all costs. So. Hey, did did you you boys see? We haven't we haven't heard anything on Donaldson yet. Huh? No, no. And, and did did you boys see who drew the ire of the White Sox last night? And I believe tossed Ranteria, and it was the uh, same thing. Dan, Dan Bellino, yes, okay. Dan okay. Bellino. So maybe the league's just going to say this guy's awful too. Josh, well, you were wrong, but we ain't suspending you. Well, I looked up Bellino. He's a lawyer, and actually, he has a part-time job as a uh, runs a law firm of some kind in Illinois. And he must do that in his off season. But he's like this. uh, He uh, he. I think he thinks he's smarter than the other. A lawyer and an umpire. God complex much? (laughs) But here's here's the problem. Is, is did Renteria, Renteria then go into the clubhouse and when we interviewed on Zoom say these umpires don't try, they don't care, they don't <laughs> want to be out of their half hour. Yeah, after. yeah. I mean, if Renteria did that, then I'll put him in the same stupid category as Donaldson. But uh, uh, you know, the, the problem is not Donaldson kicking dirt and getting thrown out of the game. The problem is. Uh, irritating every umpire in baseball by saying they don't care. I you agree think, with that. Yeah. Yeah. You think if they get Joe West behind the plate oh, they're de- he's dead. against the Yankees, yeah. game one, he's going to call out Donaldson on a pitch six inches off the plate and then look at him and dare him to say anything about it. Yeah. I agree with that. That's absolutely I true. I agree with that. He definitely, I was actually kind of surprised that he didn't strike out four times on, get the Eric Gregg treatment from the late 90s <laughs> yeah, right. in that yeah. Cubs series. In fact, they've sent out a picture of that. They've sent out the video of the umpires among themselves of the Levon game. As, this is what the strike zone they want when Josh yeah. Donaldson bats. I could also see like uh, like the, like the naked gun scene where Leslie Nielsen is calling a strike <laughs> as the ball's in flight. Hey, what came first, naked, naked gun, or or Eric Craig game? Naked gun. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, I would have thought maybe they stole it out of. <laughs> no, they were ahead of their time. I, that, I covered that game, and it was the damn. I mean, it was. I, I was there. It was uh, un, 
And well, hitters, the thing is, like, hitters didn't even really protest that much. They were just kind of like, oh, I guess, whatever. <laughs> but there are 20 strikes called in that game where the ball never even hinted that it might go across the corner of the plate. It, was, it never had any intention of covering, of touching the plate when he left his hand. It's McGriff, right, who who got the worst call? I, I think the one that you see the most is the McGriff call. Is that the one that ends the game? The one that ends the game. It might be, yeah, because the ball is nowhere near the plate. Like 14 inches off the plate, the one that ends the game. You know, we brought Eric, we asked Eric to come in after the game <laughs> yeah. to talk to the media, and he thought we were all going to, ask him about how good Levon was and how many strikes and he got extremely irritated. <laughs> Eric, what the hell was that? You know, he got very upset, you know, that uh, people that people were questioning his strikes and that's my strike zone. No, that's nobody's strike zone. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Pat, we will catch right. up with you again tomorrow. Yeah. All right. I got to go back and listen to Randy. What time is it going to get posted? I got to hear what Randy uh, Dex will have it up in the next hour, probably. Yeah, next hour or so. All right. He's my guru. You I guys think. are thinking exactly alike, which is very <laughs> frightening. Sugar man. Oh, yes, sugar, sugar man. man. <laughs> All right. See ya. That's wrapping with legend Patrick Royce. So, <laughs> oh, man. All right, that's a wrap on this episode. We've uh, we've gone we've gone too long, and we uh, we need to stop here because we've we've gone past our metered mark. But we um, we'll be back tomorrow with write that down predictions and an accountability session. And I think we should establish home run edition tomorrow. Oh, home run! Okay, we haven't done it in a while. Home run edition of write that down. You guys down for it? Let's do it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Judd's the Judd's got the most to lose. So if he's down for it, then we're all down for it. Do it. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow.